Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Welcome to The Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, double A-M-P TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. The sports world in 2020... Baseball, they had a whole season without fans in attendance. They did the full 60 games without anybody there. In the NBA, they did the bubble without anybody. And the 2020-2021 calendar will not have fans in select arenas. Like the Lakers, like the Clippers, like we mentioned In a recent show, we talked about how there's going to be no fans out there in the Staples Center and how Lakers Nation and Clippers Nation will not be able to see their favorite players play uh, in front of their eye in the calendar year. The NFL, there has been select states that have not allowed fans to be in attendance. Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas, SoFi Stadium out there in Los Angeles are some prime examples of that. The NHL, they played in a bubble for the postseason, and with the NHL coming back, there has been no confirmed reports that Gary Bettman and the NHL will allow fans to even watch their team live. That even see the ticket holders and all of the people who pour money into those teams are going to be able to watch them live. Formula One and NASCAR, World of Outlaws, IndyCar, the auto racing world, there have been some select tracks that have allowed fans in attendance. But for the most part, there has not been, you know, a wide scale of tracks in certain states that have allowed fans to be in attendance at those tracks. So... It has been a select bag. You know, there has been some states, some tracks have allowed it. Some states haven't. There have been countries in Formula One that have a permanent ban on not allowing fans to be in attendance. There are some countries that have openly allowed fans to watch their Formula their Formula One drivers compete in person. So I have to ask the most logical question And the most important question that fans really need to think about. If any of these leagues decide to do a second season or a second calendar year with no fans in attendance, financially, is this sound for that league? Financially speaking, in terms of gate revenue, can these leagues last a second season being in the red? And... 
Also, if they do decide to do this, how will the fan output be? You know, how will the fans react to having these leagues once again not have fans in attendance? In baseball, if Rob Manford decided to do a bubble, or if they decided to allow teams to not have fans be in attendance, let's say Dodger Stadium and Angel Stadium, for example, out there in L.A. slash Anaheim, what would be the reaction be from Dodgers fans? How would Dodgers fans feel if for a second calendar year you would not be able to go to Dodger Stadium and watch Clayton Kershaw, Walker Buehler, Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger? How would you feel if you were not able to see your favorite team, your favorite players compete in person? Would being on TV or watching on your favorite streaming service, is that really enough for fans? What about the fans that get excited for their yearly trip to go down to L.A., come down to Texas, and watch their favorite team face off against the Astros, face off against the Rangers? You know, there are plenty of people who plan their trips around sporting events. You know, there's a friend of mine that I know that will purposely every single year plan an event around a baseball game. You know, she's always told me about it. Like, she has always told me about how she went down the Yankee Stadium to go watch a Yankees game because her favorite team was going to face them that year. And she told me how she went down to Petco Park and went and saw the Cubs versus Padres because the Cubs are her favorite team. So understand that there are certain people who are like that, who will take the time out of their day to purposely plan a trip to watch their favorite team compete against a team that's closest to them or compete against a team that would be a marquee matchup. Well, if you have no fans in attendance, you robbed them of that opportunity. So what would be the justification for this? And for Manford, Silver, Goodell, and Bettman, I have to ask you this. Would a second season of a bubble, of a quarantine, of all of this crap that's going on right now, is this financially worth it to rob your fan base of getting to see their favorite team in person, in action, just because you have to keep with this narrative of what's going on right now. I also have to ask from a perspective of a listener and from a perspective of a viewer of Amp TV, let's say that your favorite team is the Anaheim Angels. Let's say that your favorite team is the Oakland Athletics, the San Francisco Giants. How about in the NFL, you're a fan of the San Francisco 49ers. You're a fan of the Los Angeles Rams the Los Angeles Chargers. You want to go down, you want to watch a Chargers game, but you're not able to because you have no fans in attendance. Robbing your fans of opportunities, of once-in-a-lifetime experiences, that isn't right. And there's a lot of these commissioners, a lot of these general managers, a lot of these owners, and especially the owners, that for some reason... They are not putting the fans into account here. There's a lot of owners that 
for some reason, for some insane reason, they're sitting there and going, you know what? We're not going to take the fans into account here. We're going to do what we are told to do, and we're not going to have fans be in attendance. You know, I have a lot of respect for Texas. I have a lot of respect for Florida. Now, there are certain states like Pennsylvania, like Ohio, that have fans in attendance. Now, there are certain states that have opened up their state, and they have allowed fans to be at their games. And have you ever seen the smiles on those people's faces? Like, go to social media and look at the reaction of fans in the stands, being with their families, being with their friends, being with their colleagues. The excitement on their face, you can tell that they are happy to be at the game. And that is something that I am never going to want to take away from people. That is something that I want you to experience. Because if you can go to a ball game, if you can go to a basketball game, if you can go to a football game, a hockey game, and you can have that smile from ear to ear, if you can have that once-in-a-lifetime experience to take your kid, to take your you know, uh, husband, your wife, your daughter, your son, you know, maybe take you know, some of your friends and go down to a game, that's an experience that you're never going to forget. And I am always an advocate for life experience. I am someone that is a complete advocate to go out and celebrate life. And if you can go to a baseball game and if you can have that experience, I say do it. So the fact that there is a possibility of MLB having a second season with no fans in attendance disturbs me. The fact that the Staples Center, the Lakers, the Clippers, select teams in the NBA had decided to opt out of not having fans in attendance. The fact that they are not going to have anybody be at their games this year, that upsets me on a completely different level. Because you are robbing, you know, 8-year-old, 9-year-old, 10-year-old kids again to see their favorite superstar. Now, you're robbing that family experience of, hey, you know what? We're going to get in the car, we're going to buy these tickets, and we are going to be able to see a professional basketball game in person. That's not right to me. The NFL... The fact that you have certain teams in the NFL that are not allowing fans to be at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, that just irks me. Because understand that you are robbing fans of their experience. And that is not right. But let me ask you. Let me ask everyone who's listening right now. Are you as passionate about this as I am? Are you someone who believes in life experience? Are you someone who believes that you should be going to a baseball game and having that experience with your family? Are you someone who believes that you can go to a basketball game, you could be with your friends, you can have some drinks, you can have you know, popcorn, some hot dogs, you name it, and you can have that experience with your friends watching the best NBA players compete in person. The NFL... Would you like it to be with your colleagues, be with your uh, co-workers, and get to go see a Raiders game at Allegiant Stadium? Because I believe that everyone should have that right to go to a game. We're going to get into 
the NFL. Snoop go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back brace covered by Medicare. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. The Health Alert Hotline is your back brace company. These specialized braces have been thoroughly tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility. Don't wait. The deadline is fast approaching. The call just takes a few minutes, and we will handle all of the Medicare paperwork. Back braces have helped thousands of people just like you get relief from their back pain and return to living their lives to the fullest, enjoying activities they thought they might never be able to experience again. Find out if you're eligible to receive a pain-relieving back brace. Make sure to have your Medicare card ready when you call. Call us right now. 800-223-7902. That's 800-223-7902. AMP, the multi-format network, is here to help create, produce, distribute, and sell your content. For more information, send a message to info at aamp.tv. That's info at aamp.tv. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-854-3183. That's 800-854-3183. Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live on AMP-TV, AMP-TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas. 
the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. The Houston Rockets. There has been a recent report that has just came out of Houston that has justified what I have said recently here on the Sports Angle. You know, I reported a rumor that Russell Westbrook wanted out of Houston. And at the time, that was just a rumor. It was speculation. And I made this conclusion that if Russell Westbrook was going to leave Houston, that if he was going to not be a rocket anymore, then I made my proposal. I made my idea that Russell Westbrook should go to the Los Angeles Clippers in a trade, a kind of 1v1 trade where it would be Paul George going from the Clippers to the Rockets for Russell Westbrook, that you would have James Harden and Paul George teaming up in Houston, and you would have Kawhi Leonard and Russell Westbrook being with the L.A. Clippers. And sure enough, by the time that I told you about what the speculation was, there was a confirmed report that came out of Houston saying that Russell Westbrook wants out. It was confirmed. It was documented, reported by multiple sources. And now there is all of these reports that there are multiple teams vying for Russell Westbrook, that the Phoenix Suns are involved, the New York Knicks are involved, and the Los Angeles Clippers are involved in discussions for Russell Westbrook. And now, obviously, there are teams that are also involved that are dark horses. There are teams that have had all of these rumors and all of these speculation for a long time about getting a Russell Westbrook, like the Chicago Bulls. There has been teams like the Dallas Mavericks that have been in the discussion there have been teams like the Indiana Pacers that have also been rumored to ship Oladipo to the Houston Rockets for Russell Westbrook. And in order to get Russell Westbrook, there has been this certain agreement among all of these insiders and analysts that in order to get Russell Westbrook, you need two things. One, you need an established star And two, you need draft picks. Okay, that has been the two really confirmed agreements in order to get Russell Westbrook. That if you are going to trade for a superstar like Westbrook, you are going to have to give up a star of somewhat equal value. And you're going to have to give up draft capital. Now, the Suns, they have... Definitely draft capital to make that happen. The New York Knicks definitely have draft capital to make that happen. The Chicago Bulls have draft capital. The problem is the first part. The Phoenix Suns, unless they give up Devin Booker, I don't think they have a star of equal value to a Russell Westbrook. The New York Knicks don't really have a superstar at all that Russell Westbrook is of any value. 
I mean, R.J. Barrett has the potential to be that superstar, but he is not there yet. Same with the Chicago Bulls. Unless you're giving up Zach Levine in the deal, you don't necessarily have a superstar caliber type of talent in Chicago. I keep going down the list. Victor Oladipo is nice, but you'd have to give up something more than just Oladipo in that deal. And with the Los Angeles Clippers, they actually had the opposite effect. They had the superstar, but they had to give up a lot of draft capital to get said superstar. So the Clippers' problem is that they would have to double down on giving up even more picks in order to get Russell Westbrook, and they would deplete all of their draft capital in order to get another superstar for Kawhi Leonard. So if Russell Westbrook is going to go anywhere, those two qualifications have to be met, where they have to have a star and they have to have draft capital. Now, if you're going to break this down logically, there are certain teams that do fit the mold. But once again, you have to ask the logical question, is it worth giving up your superstar in order to get a superstar back. Because, for example, the Portland Trailblazers are a perfect team for this scenario. To give up a Damian Lillard and draft picks to get Russell Westbrook, it is theoretically possible. And mathematically, it makes sense that you could give up a Damian Lillard and some first-round picks to get a Russell Westbrook. But the question is not that can they do it. The question is, should they do it? The question is, should you give up a Damian Lillard to acquire a Russell Westbrook? If you're the Portland Trailblazers, if you're the team management, if you're in the front office, if you're the general manager, are you okay with giving up your face of the franchise to bring in a face of the franchise. Because you have to remember, with the Paul George deal, with the Los Angeles Clippers, they had to give up some very valuable assets in order to get his services. When Russell Westbrook went to Houston in the first place, they had to give up Chris Paul. They had to give up a very valuable asset in order to get him. So... In any Russell Westbrook trade, there are a handful of teams that could get him theoretically. But the question once remains, is it worth giving up a superstar and plus plus in order to get a superstar back in return? This is the question I'm asking all of the fans here in Houston. Would it be theoretically correct? Would you agree to give up Russell Westbrook in order to get a superstar back? And if you're a fan of the Portland Trailblazers, for example, would you be willing to give up a superstar and plus-plus in order to bring in the triple-double man? Would you be willing to give up all of that assets to acquire a me guy, to acquire a player that only cares about himself on the court. 
Because I'm going to say, the Portland Trailblazers, they have the assets. The Utah Jazz have the assets. Let's talk about the Utah Jazz for a second. They have Donovan Mitchell. And Donovan Mitchell is a very valuable asset. Same as Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is a very talented asset. All right, he is one of the best big men in the NBA. He is a defensive monster for the Utah Jazz. But would you be willing to give up one of those two in order to get Russell Westbrook? If the Houston Rockets called the Utah Jazz right now and said, we want Donovan Mitchell plus plus to get Russell Westbrook, would you do that deal? Would you be willing to sacrifice someone of that caliber in order to get Russell Westbrook? Let's stay in Texas for a second. Let's say the San Antonio Spurs uh, get a phone call saying, hey, we want DeMar DeRozan, we want this player, this player, plus, 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 in order to get uh, Russell Westbrook. Would you be comfortable trading a guy, first off, in the division, but secondly, would you be comfortable trading somebody in the same state to get a superstar? Because there are a lot of questions that have to be answered. There's a lot of speculation that needs to be involved. And the Detroit Pistons are another team. The Detroit Pistons, they have Blake Griffin's contract. They have Luke Kennard. They have plus, 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 and they could offer Russell Westbrook. But the questions, once again, that I'm asking all of you is that if you're the general manager of the Trailblazers, If you're the general manager of the Jazz, of the Spurs, of the Pistons, of the Clippers, you have the star. You have the contract that's big enough to get Russell Westbrook. The question is, are you willing to give up that player plus plus to trade for Russell Westbrook? Are you willing to give up that much asset to acquire one player. Are you willing to do it? What would be the side effects and what would be the reaction of your fan base if you acquire Russell Westbrook? What would be your team's direction moving forward if you acquire Westbrook? If you're the Houston Rockets, are you going to try to get the biggest package possible? Are you going to try to get the best package available? Because there's a key difference there. Is that the sports angle... We're going to get into college basketball, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Attention business owners, you and your customers are listening to this commercial right now. Face it, every business needs customers, even yours. The Sports Circus is a primetime nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC, CNBC, and Westwood One News affiliates, plus CBS, Fox, and NBC sports affiliates across North America with coverage from Hawaii to New York. Also, the Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, and the Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month, which could click through your website and bring sales. The 
Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935. Again, 702-799-9935. Or email us at info at thesportscircus.com. That's info at thesportscircus.com. Drive your sales today by advertising with the Sports Circus. So, you want to be in show business. Do people tell you that you're really funny, you have a great personality, and you should have your own talk show? Many of us have been told that, but we don't know how to get started. It's easier than you think. Let the pros at Cali Vegas give you a free talent evaluation. Call 949-445-1119 and learn how quickly you can create, produce, and host your very own talk show. Imagine not having to sit in traffic every day, commuting back and forth to the same old boring job. Get started in television or radio today with your free talent evaluation from Cali Vegas. Call 949-445-1119 or visit them online at calivegas.com. Make your dream come true today and create your new career and learn how to become a television or radio star with the help of Cali Vegas. 949-445-1119. Call now. This is a time-sensitive message from the Back Pain Relief Hotline. Millions of people across the nation are suffering from back pain. Are you? Are you on Medicare? Is it hard to walk, to bend over, or even do simple things? Well, we have great news. If you're on Medicare, you could qualify to receive a pain-relieving back brace. We'll handle all the Medicare paperwork if you qualify and ship your new back brace right to your door. Make sure you have your Medicare card ready and please call. Call us right now and get all the details. It only takes a few minutes. Imagine doing everything you used to do before your back pain. With your Medicare card ready, call the Back Pain Relief Hotline today. Call now. 800-223-7902. In a rapidly changing world, people wonder more and more about where their food comes from and how it was grown. The farmers who grow America's corn understand how important this is and want to share the stories from our farms of how we are working to grow an incredible crop that can be an answer to sustainability questions and is grown by men and women who value the air, water, soil, and our natural resources just like you. To find out more about how corn farmers are working to feed and fuel a vibrant economy and healthy planet, visit ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. A lot of us are looking for ways to start our day feeling more joy and appreciation. And while some of us write gratitude lists or do yoga, others pour themselves a bowl of their favorite cereal, Honey Nut Cheerios. Because not only are Honey Nut Cheerios delicious, they can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. So maybe the secret to a great mood all day is a little yoga. Then writing your gratitude list over a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about a heart-healthy lifestyle at Cheerios.com. 800-223-7902. Paid for by the Health Alert Hotline. Welcome back to The Sports Angle. Live on AMP TV, double A-M-P-TV. 
Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. Nevada, Reno, and UNLV. I mean, in college basketball, they have been the tale of two ships passing. Nevada and UNLV, they have been the definition of flip a coin. UNLV, for a long time, for almost two decades, they were the college basketball program in Nevada. You know, from the 80s all the way until the mid-2000s, UNLV, they were the touted program in basketball. You know, when you thought of Nevada and you thought of college basketball, you always believed that UNLV was a top team. You know, they had, you know, number one overall picks like Larry Johnson. You had very talented NBA players like Sean Marion. Uh, Lamar Odom was supposed to come here. You had... You know, players like, you know, you had players that were very talented with UNLV that were able to come here, produce at that level, and then go to the next level. Well, starting in the 2010s, we noticed a shift. We noticed this dynamic with the college basketball scene in this state. And for all the people who are listening on Magic 97.9, you might realize what I'm talking about. That in the 2010s, as UNLV started to just be a 500, you know, maybe a game or two above 500 in college basketball, Nevada Reno really started to take off. And thanks to their head coach and Eric Musselman, you know, he really started to ship uh, UNR into a different atmosphere when it came to college basketball. You know, he really started to shape UNR into his own image. And eventually, it got to the point that UNR was starting to win conference titles in the Mountain West. You know, it got to a point that Nevada Reno started getting, you know, very talented players that eventually went into the NBA. They started to build their own roster full of talent. And two years ago, UNR went 29-5 and and got to the Sweet 16 in the March Madness. Now, when it came to the bracket, they actually looked competitive when it came to March Madness. Sure enough, you know, Muzzleman, he left UNR. Steve Alford, you know, he took the job with UNR. They had a struggling first season in that transition. But there was a statement that was made during his tenure with UNR. And that is the fact that UNLV is no longer the top dog. They're no longer the best college basketball program by default in this state anymore. You know, it's been proven over the last couple of years, the last real, not really nine years, that UNLV 
is no longer the championship program that you can hold your head uh, hold your head up high and talk about because UNLV and with college basketball that ship has already sailed you know it has been decades since UNLV won that national championship you know it has been decades since that team was the best of the best when it came to college basketball. So understand that when you've had a situation like that, and you've had scenarios where they have been the top team, they're no longer that anymore. They're a team that, like I said, for the last nine years, they've been around 500. You know, they have been the school that they will get, you know, their 15, 16, 17 wins and it's not terrible. See, here's the problem with UNLV basketball. Let's really address this on the surface. UNLV basketball, I've gone to games the last couple of years. They're not terrible, but they're not good either. You know, I've always told uh, friends of mine, I've, always, I've even told people who listen to the show, UNLV, they're not a great college basketball program. They're not a good college basketball program. They're in the middle. You know, they're in the middle where they're going to be a 500 basketball team. You know, they're a team that's not going to be 10 wins, 9 wins, 8 wins. You know, they're not going to be the teams that get beaten up every single year. But they're not the teams like Duke and not the teams like North Carolina that are every single year competing for championships. You know, they're not the teams like Gonzaga that are getting top recruits year after year. And I think the main reason for that is two. First off, they have lost their identity. You know, UNLV used to have this identity of getting top talent. They used to have this identity of being that championship team back from the late 80s, early 90s. That's no longer the case anymore. You know, time has passed, and for the last nine years, UNLV doesn't really have an identity. It really hasn't been this well-known, you know, case of, all right, what is UNLV? You know, for the last nine years, that really has been the case for UNLV. What is UNLV basketball? Because a lot of people really don't know the answer to that question. I mean, you had the tenure of Dave Rice— you had the tenure of Marvin Menzies. You have TJ Osselberger. You know, there has been all of these tenures with UNLV, but the question still remains. What is UNLV basketball? You know, what is their agenda? What is their goal? You know, what is their objective heading into a season? Is their objective to get 20 wins? Is that their goal now? Is there a goal to make it to the NIT? Like, I don't really know what their goal is anymore. Because in the late 2000s, early 2010s, their goal was to make it as a 9 seed or make it as a 10 seed into the, into the NCAA tournament. The goal for UNLV in the late 2000s was to make the tournament and try to get into the first or second round. But now, 
it seems like UNLV's goal is to maybe get 20 wins and maybe get invited to a tournament. And I'm not even talking about NCAA tournament. I'm talking about NIT tournament. And for all the alumni of UNLV, I have to ask this question. Do you even know what the objective is for UNLV basketball? Is their objective to finish above 500? Is their agenda to finish better every season than what they did the year before? Because when you've had your prior two head coaches, it just seemed like they were coaching a team and they were hoping for positive results. You know, you never really heard from those coaching staffs what their ultimate absolute goal was. It, it wasn't like Nevada Reno. Nevada Reno, you knew what their goal was. Their goal was to make it to the NCAA tournament. Their goal was to win the Mountain West Conference. You know, that was their goal, and in certain occasions, they got it done. And like I said, as we're talking about college basketball here on the sports angle, when they did that transition from Muzzleman to Alford, they went through a year of growing pains. It happens. When you have a new coach, there's going to be that transition year where it is still the old regime, but you have a new guy in it. Year two and after that is when the new coach can start to put in his recruiting. He can start putting in his schemes, his styles, his strategies. You know, year two is when you really start to see what a coach has. So understand that Nevada Reno could be at the top once again. And Nevada Reno could win the Mountain West Conference like they did two years ago, like they've been doing for a good portion of the last decade. They have had better records than what UNLV has had. So while UNR is doing that, I have to ask all of the alums of UNLV, I have to ask the diehard fans of the running Rebels, what is your objective this year? What is your goal? And what is your realistic expectation? Because if your expectation is to finish 500, if your expectation is to at least do better than last year, then honestly, where's the excitement for this team? If your goal is to finish with 17 wins, 18 wins, if your goal is to at least be competitive enough to make an impact, I have to ask, are you still the top team in Nevada? Or has UNR taken over the basketball landscape in Nevada itself? Is it the sports angle? We're going to get into college football. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. AMP, the multi-format network, is here to help create, produce, distribute, and sell your content. For more information, send a message to info at aamp.tv. That's info at aamp.tv. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. 
the American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea, the American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back brace covered by Medicare. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. The Health Alert Hotline is your back brace company. These specialized braces have been thoroughly tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility. Don't wait. The deadline is fast approaching. The call just takes a few minutes, and we will handle all of the Medicare paperwork. Back braces have helped thousands of people just like you get relief from their back pain and return to living their lives to the fullest, enjoying activities they thought they might never be able to experience again. Find out if you're eligible to receive a pain-relieving back brace. Make sure to have your Medicare card ready when you call. Call us right now. 800-223-7902. That's 800-223-7902. Attention business owners, you and your customers are listening to this commercial right now. Face it, every business needs customers, even yours. The Sports Circus is a primetime nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC, CNBC, and Westwood One News affiliates, plus CBS, Fox, and NBC sports affiliates across North America with coverage from Hawaii to New York. Also, the Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, and the Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month, which could click through your website and bring sales. The Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935. Again, 702-799-9935. Or email us at info at thesportscircus.com. That's info at thesportscircus.com. Drive your sales today by advertising with the Sports Circus. Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, double A-M-P TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We mentioned in the last segment, UNR... UNLV, and for all the listeners here on Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, you know, there has been this shift over, you know, decades where UNLV was really the top team in college athletics when it came to this state. You know, for a long time, UNLV, they were the poster child for college athletics. You had them 
on all the billboards. You would see them on the strip with all of those advertisements. You go, you went on the internet. UNLV was everywhere. But over the past couple of years, there has been this shift. Like I said, there has been this huge turn when it comes to college and it comes to all of this appeal here in the state. First off, CSN. And I'm not just saying this because of uh, personal bias. I'm saying this just based off of, you know, self-awareness here in the state of Nevada. College of Southern Nevada has really taken over in terms of popularity. I mean, when you go to bus stops, when you go to billboards, when you're driving around uh, Las Vegas, you're seeing a lot more of CSN then you really do UNLV. I mean, CSN baseball has really taken off over the last decade and a half when it comes to overall, you know, recruits, when it comes to overall draft picks, when it comes to, you know, going to the next level, UNLV baseball really hasn't been able to keep up with what CSN baseball has been doing. Uh, UNR has been able to excel against UNLV in terms of recruiting, in terms of basketball. I mean, I understand that when it comes to the overall landscape, when you go downtown, when you go to Summerlin, when you go to the Strip, you go to Fremont, when you go to all of these sections around town, you're starting to see more of a you know diversity of colleges showing up. You got Nevada State College, you have College Southern Nevada, UNLV, UNR. There's all of these advertisements now going to all of these different colleges. Like UNLV is no longer the dominant force here in Las Vegas as they were 15 years ago. You know, as they were a couple of decades ago, it seemed like they were the top dog in the state. And football has been no exception. I mean, for anyone who's been paying attention to college football over the last couple of decades, you will know that Nevada-Reno has kind of put their flag into this state. That Nevada-Reno, the Wolfpack, you know, their football team has been excellent over the past decade. You know, they have frequently been, you know, one of the best teams. They'll be 7-6. and six. They'll be 8-4. and four. You know, they'll be all of these uh, records that have a fantastic impact on the state of Nevada in terms of college football. You know, UNLV, with their historical track record, outside of the occasional year that they'll make a bowl game, like once in every decade, they'll make a bowl game. You know, Nevada-Reno, they'll make bowl games multiple times in a decade, where UNLV will probably make one out of 10. And it kind of shows, once again, the sports landscape of what UNLV and UNR have been. But let me ask you this. That is the past. What about the future? Because UNLV's main recruiting strategy moving forward is going to be the fact that, hey, we are going to be playing at Allegiant Stadium. Hey, we're going to be playing where the big boys play. We're going to be playing where the NFL is. You know, they're going to use the fact 
that the Raiders scouts are going to be able to see you in their backyard. They're going to be able to use the spotlight that Allegiant Stadium is going to have, and they're going to use that to their advantage for recruiting. Now, can I 100% look you into the camera and tell you that UNLV is all of a sudden going to get five-star and four-star recruits? No, I'm not going to say that. What I'm going to say is that UNLV will have the opportunity to talk to four-star recruits, talk to five-star recruits that are in Nevada, that are in California, Arizona, Utah, Colorado, Idaho, Wyoming. They're going to talk to those surrounding states, the states that border Nevada. And they're going to be able to say, hey, come down, take a tour of our stadium, maybe come talk to some scouts from the NFL, You know, talk to our connections to the National Football League, and we'll show you what the potential to go to the next level is. Because there are some recruits that are four-star, five-star, that they look at college as a pit stop to the NFL. You know, there are some recruits that go, you know what, the college is fine, but the NFL is what I care about. It's similar to what SMU did in the 80s. You know, when SMU was in the late 70s, early 80s, they used the fact that they played at Cowboys Stadium to their advantage. San Diego State, when they shared Qualcomm Stadium with the San Diego Chargers, they used that as a recruiting ploy. You know, they used that to their advantage to get recruits to come to San Diego State. When Tulane played at the Superdome alongside the New Orleans Saints, they used that as a recruiting. South Florida, when they play at Raymond James Stadium alongside the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they used that as an opportunity to get recruits because, hey, you're going to be playing every Saturday in an NFL stadium, and the opportunity to see to see scouts watching you is what could entice them to come to your school. Now, the one negative of this, the one fallback that I know a lot of people are going to talk about, as we're talking about college football here on the sports angle, is the fact that UNLV's track record could get in the way. But like I said, this is for the future. I'm talking about by the end of this decade, we don't know where UNLV is going to be. Yo, nine years down the line, when we get to the end of the 2020s, we're going to have to ask ourselves this important question. Will UNLV get better with them having this recruiting pitch of Allegiant Stadium? Will them having this offensive coordinator from the Pac-12, this guy who had been with Cal, this guy who had been with University of Oregon, this guy who was a Division I quarterback uh, when he was playing in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, having him as the head coach when this eventually becomes his team and not Sanchez's team, will this be able to become a decent competitive roster here in Nevada because nine years is a long time for UNLV to get this corrected 
And I am not a crystal ball. I'm not a time traveler. I'm not Marty McFly. I don't have the sports almanac. I'm not going to be able to look you in the eye and tell you 100% positive that UNLV is going to be successful by the end of the decade. But what I can tell you is that UNLV is going to use Allegiant Stadium as a recruiting pitch to try to get better recruits. UNLV is going to use Allegiant Stadium to their advantage against uh, Nevada Reno. They're going to use that to their advantage to go up against, you know, Mountain West State, like San Diego State, Fresno State. They're going to use that to try to get recruits to come to Las Vegas. Now, I will point out one additional thing. One following idea that would give UNLV the edge over UNR. And this is a big if. If UNLV can start to dominate Nevada in the battle for the Fremont Cannon. Now, a lot of people don't really like to admit that rivalry games care that much to recruits. But I've always made the argument that rivalry games are crucial to recruiting. For anyone who's ever played the NCAA football games, you will know that you will get your recruits when you're playing the game. You will intentionally put your recruits to visit when you are playing a key rival. Because if you win that game on NCAA football, your recruit will have an A-plus by them. Like the opportunity of getting a recruit to come play for your team. Like, for example, when I play NCAA football, I tend to use University of Utah. You know, I tend to play with that team on NCAA football because that's my favorite college football team. So when I'm playing, uh, you know, Dynasty, you know, when I'm playing that franchise mode with University of Utah, when I have to face off against BYU or I have to face off against Utah State, I will intentionally in the game put all of my recruit visits on those two. Because if I beat BYU and Utah State, on Heisman mode, because I have to put it on the hardest difficulty, when I beat them in the game, all of my recruits will have A-plus or an A by it because that's how important rivalry games are. So if UNLV wants to make a lasting impact on uh, the pat- this upcoming decade, you're going to have to do two things. One, you're going to have to start winning. But two, you're going to have to start trying to dominate the battle of the Fremont Cannon. You're going to have to start dominating your rivalry against Nevada Reno. Because what has been happening over the past couple of decades is that UNLV will get the occasional win in that rivalry. And they'll paint the cannon red and they'll come home to UNLV. But UNLV has not been the reoccurring dominant force in the battle of the Fremont Cannon. In order for them to really start showing themselves as a dominant college football program that recruits want to come to, they're going to have to win that rivalry over and over again. But what do you think about UNLV's chances to become a solid college football program with Allegiant Stadium? Do you think they'll be able to get it done? How do you think they'll be able to do it? 
And more importantly, what do you think about the rivalry itself? This is the Sports Angle. Go to our website, sportsangle.com, and follow us on social media at the Sports Angle, and follow your host at Rocco Kelly Radio. So long, everyone. So, you want to be in show business. Do people tell you that you're really funny, you have a great personality, and you should have your own talk show? Many of us have been told that, but we don't know how to get started. It's easier than you think. Let the pros at Cali Vegas give you a free talent evaluation. Call 949-445-1119 and learn how quickly you can create, produce, and host your very own talk show. Imagine not having to sit in traffic every day, commuting back and forth to the same old boring job. Get started in television or radio today with your free talent evaluation from Cali Vegas. Call 949-445-1119 or visit them online at calivegas.com. Make your dream come true today and create your new career and learn how to become a television or radio star with the help of Cali Vegas. 949-445-1119. Call now. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Enjoy. Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.